Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I am Spencer, and I am reading the dictionary to you and telling you the things that I think. It's like, it's like, what's what's the world, what's the dictionary like through the lens of Spencer's eyes and brain? Um, hey, if you could rate and review this show, that would make me so happy, and I think it would make you really happy too. It's 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 all about the giving and not the receiving. If you want to follow this show on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at DictionaryPod. Email is DictionaryPod at gmail.com. You can join the Patreon for as little as $1 a month to get early episodes or exclusives if you go up a tier or higher. Uh, the link is in the show notes for that. There's a Google Voice number in the show notes if you want to call it and leave a message, and then maybe I'll play it in a show. You can buy merchandise. The T Public link is in the show notes. You can follow me on social media at Speedjampar, S P E J A M P A R. And um, the TikTok for that is uh, mostly dictionary stuff. So it's me reading the first word, the first definition, less than 60 seconds. And I always put some sort of filtery thing on the face to make it just kind of just silly. This show is all about the silly. Don't take it too seriously. I like to make jokes and and be funny, but I know it doesn't always come through. And sometimes we have to get serious because, you know, we're talking about basically all the words in the English language, and they're not always fun, happy words. That's just the way this goes. Um, I think, uh, let's see, Jonah and Tom made the theme songs. I alternate between them each episode. Go check out the music that they make. And I don't know if there's anything else to say other than the first word in this episode is divinity. D-I-V-I-N-I-T-Y. Noun from the 14th century. Of course, this is tagging on to the other divine-related words that we had in the previous episode. Number one, the synonym is theology. I don't know... I could, yeah, I think I mentioned it in the previous episode. You know, it's the study of divine things. The gods, the goddesses, the religions, anything sort of related to that. It's the study of, I mean, I don't know the specific definition. We can't, we can't look ahead. We can't go to the T's to tell you right now. That would be against everything I stand for, clearly. Um, but yeah, it's like, what is what is the other stuff going on over there that's not in this real world? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, an interesting study. I don't think I will ever study it, but it's a, it's an interesting topic. Number two, I should, when I get to the T's, when I get to that word, I should have a theologist on if I, uh, if I can do that. Start thinking now, everybody. Give me some suggestions. Two, the quality or state of being divine is divinity. Three is often capitalized, so there's a few sub-definitions here that would be all capitalized. So the general definition for three is a divine being. Just, just any divine being is divinity with a capital D. As, more specifically, 3A the number one definition for the word God. I wonder what that says. Ooh, that's going to be a big old topic when we get there. 
3B1 is the number two definition for the word God. And 3B2 is this, the synonym is the word goddess. So two forms, two definitions for the word God and the word goddess, all of those can also just be called divinity with a capital D. And I don't think I've ever heard divinity used in that way as like the divine being, a divine being. Hmm. Yeah. Four. <laughs> this is, we're taking this into a whole new route. Fudge made of whipped egg whites, sugar, and nuts. Divinity? There is a fudge called divinity? Hmm. Well, I don't, uh, I don't eat the egg or the dairy. I'm sure there's dairy in this. So uh, if I can find a vegan version of this divinity fudge, I am definitely going to have to try that. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Okay, moving on. Uh, we have one more divine related word and then we're talking about other things. So the sound effect today is going to be boop, whoop, boop. The next word is divinity school. Two words, noun from circa nine, no, nope, 1555. A professional school having a religious curriculum, especially for ministerial candidates. So these are people who want to become ministers, and they mostly study religion. Do they also have to teach them things like hmm, English and history and social studies and political science and algebra? And do they go to gym class? Is there a gym class at Divinity School? What, what do you do in gym class? Uh, I, I don't know. You have to do jumping jacks while saying some Hail Marys or something. If, you, if they're sports, uh, they, they do a Hail Mary every single time they play football. Uh, what's Divinity School like? Not a place that I would want to go to, but yeah. Uh, Divinity School, that's all I got for that one. Beep, beep, beep. The next word is divisible. Divisible, adjective from the 15th century, capable of being divided as in a number divisible by three. Uh, divisibility is a noun. It's not invisibility. That's a whole other thing. Divisible. Can you have a divisibility quote cloak that when you put it on, you are able to be divided? You can you, you split in two when you put on the divisibility cloak. Okay, so a number divisible by three. I want to chat about this for a second. Um, any number, technically, is divisible by three but what they mean here when you usually when you see divisible like that you mean what number is divisible by another number where the what the answer that you get is going to be a whole number it's not going to have a fraction or a decimal or be a part of a number or be anything weird like that you know decimals and fractions those are called weird numbers that's a joke there that's not the technical term we're looking for a whole number. So a number divisible by three, let's say nine. That's a real easy example. It's divisible by three because when you divide nine by three, you get three. It's a whole number. The number 27 is also divisible by three because when you do that, you get the answer nine. Nine times three is 27. Okay, 20, 22 
is technically divisible by three, but it's going to, I think it's like 7.3 repeating. It's seven and one third. And uh, that's a wonderful number, but not usually what we're looking for. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, the next word is the word division. And we have so many definitions here. So many. Noun. From the 14th century, there are 11 main definitions. And then there's a bunch of A's and B's and even some C's and D's. So, 1A for division. The act or process of dividing. The state of being divided. Are you in a state of being divided? If, if somebody chops off your arm, you are in a state of division. 1B, the act, process, or an instance of distributing among a number. And the synonym there is distribution. 1C is obsolete. A method of arranging or disposing. And uh, who, who or what is being arranged or disposed? Troops. You can arrange or dispose of your troops, and you, that's a division. Now, I feel like I have heard of there's, there's divisions in military groups, right? There, I'm, I'm in the 21st division. Is that right? No, I don't know. Maybe not. Because it says it's obsolete. I thought maybe this was still... Maybe... Maybe... Um, hmm. Maybe they don't use it anymore? Or maybe the way that they do use it is different than what this one is saying. I don't know. Maybe we'll see military-related here again. Number two. One of the parts or groupings into which a whole is divided or is divisible. So when a thing is divided into pieces. Oh, let's come up with another another food example. A donut. Let's just talk about a donut. Um, when you divide it into four pieces, each one of those is a division because it's just one of the parts of the whole thing. Three, the condition or an instance of being divided in opinion or interest. The synonyms are disagreement and disunity, as in, exploited the divisions between the two countries. So it's the condition or an instance of being divided. So let's see, there's maybe a country has, um, or two countries in this case, they are divisions because they disagree on things, or it could be one country and it's been split in two or more places and those places don't agree with the other places um hmm the condition is being divided in opinion exploited the divisions between the t- between the two countries so yeah in this context and you know ukraine and russia that's still going on when i'm recording this in fe- early february of 2023 um they they definitely have some disagreements so there's a there's a big division between the two countries Two, no, 4A, something that divides, separates, or marks off. Uh, so I guess this is the thing that, this is the thing that does the division as well. Like a knife could be a division, or maybe it's like a line. Maybe if you're drawing a line between some things on a piece of paper, that line would be the division. The division mark, possibly. 4B, the act, process, or an instance 
of separating or keeping apart. The synonym is separation. 5. The mathematical operation of dividing something is division. You got the addition, you got the subtraction, multiplication, and division. Those are the four basic methods of how to do mathy things with numbers. Division is the opposite of multiplication. Um, it's a very good thing to learn. If you don't know it, I suggest you learn it. 6a. A self-contained major military unit, here we go, capable of independent action. So this is probably the one that I was thinking about before, where it's like, yeah, there's a division. They divide this military groups into smaller sections. So in in this one, it's self-contained, so they can just do whatever the hell they want. And uh, they independent action. They can they think on their own. They don't need somebody telling them what to do. I guess. Six B, a tactical military unit composed of headquarters and usually three to five brigades. So, uh, well, tactical, that probably means they're, they're super fancy in some way, maybe high level of some kind. I don't know the exact definition in terms of military. Uh, but yeah, they got a headquarter, so they got maybe some offices where people can do some things, and three to five brigades. So maybe those are like subdivisions of this division. Yeah. Or, and they, yeah, I, that's, that's fine. 6C1, the basic naval administrative unit is a division. 6C2, a tactical subdivision of a squadron of ships. 6D, so clearly all the number sixes are military related. This is the last one of those. 6D, a unit in the U.S. Air Force, higher than a wing and lower than an Air Force. I don't know nothing about what these are. Higher than a wing and lower than an Air Force. So do people get called like wing or Air Force or division? Or it's a, it's maybe there's a wing? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about those. We just watched Top Gun Maverick, and I guess what they say is that they're all part of the Navy, but we're like, but they're in planes, so wouldn't they be part of the Air Force? But I think they're part of the Navy because they they, they get on the boats and the planes go off of the boats, so that's why. But what, what, would they be like partially part of the Air Force? I don't really know how that works. 7A, a portion of a territorial unit marked off for a particular purpose. What purpose might that be? Administrative or judicial functions. 7b, an administrative or operating unit of a governmental of a governmental business or educational organization. So an administrative unit of a governmental organization, a business organization, or an educational organization. Yeah, they need different divisions. Lots administrative. So there could be an HR division. Uh, there's probably uh, some sort of accounts payable division that deals with the money going in and going out. Lots of, lots of things like that. Eight, the physical separation into different lobbies of the members of a parliamentary body voting for and against a question. That's a division. Nine, 
plant propagation by dividing parts and planting segments capable of producing roots and shoots. Roots and shoots and roots and shoots. Oh, that's a, that's got to be a band name or something like that. The roots and the shoots. Um, so the, by dividing parts and planting segments. So I think, yeah, if you cut off a piece of a plant, you make a division, then you can plant that and it will create roots and shoots and boots and... St- st- I couldn't think of another thing. B- boots and toots into the ground and then it will grow. I do know that there are some plants where you can do that. You literally just cut off a piece and plant it somewhere else and it's a division of the original plant and it'll keep growing. Roots and shoots and boots and toots. Number 10, a group of organisms forming part of a larger group, specifically a primary category of the plant kingdom in biological taxonomy that is typically equivalent to a phylum. So maybe I should put a link in the show notes or just list them out in uh, into the show notes where it shows all the different things. So there's, like we said, the division and the uh, the phylum and the kingdom, and there's like order and suborder and genus and family, but I don't remember the order of those things. There's a mnemonic device that you can use, but I don't remember what it was. It doesn't help if you don't remember the mnemonic device in the first place. You're supposed to remember that part. 11. A competitive class or category, as in boxing or wrestling. I think there's like, what is it, like 21 different divisions? Lightweight, featherweight, middleweight, heavyweight, super duper heavy guys and gals. Uh, I don't know them. That's all I know of. I think that last one was fake. A synonym is the word part. It's just a part of a thing is a division. Divisional is an adjective. Uh, This is from the Latin dividere, which means to divide. Moving on to the next word. Divisionism. That's an interesting word. Divisionism. Noun from 1901. The synonym... Oh, this is fascinating. The synonym is pointillism. Point, then the then the letters I-L-L-I-S-M. And I believe that is the type of painting where you just put little dots of paint over and over again and you create this really cool thing from a lot of dots. And of course, there's the famous uh, Sunday in the Park by uh, Georges Seurat, I believe. At the, it's a big painting at the, um, the, the Chicago Art Institute. And... Um, Divisionism. It's also called divisionism? Hmm. Divisionist is a noun or an adjective. Oh, and I don't think I said this. It's often capitalized. I might have missed might have missed that. Divisionism. You have to say divisionism. Bip boop boop boop. Division of labor. Three words seven from 1776. It doesn't say if it's a noun or anything. It's just the division of labor. It is the breakdown of labor into its components and their distribution among different persons, groups, or machines to increase productive efficiency. So it makes more sense, I believe this is what it's saying, that let's say you gotta, you gotta make a car, and instead of having 
one each person know every single part of how to make the car from the beginning to the end the soup to the nuts they break it out into divisions so the first group of people makes the tires or whatever and then the next group of people does one thing so they're specialized in what they do so breakdown of i mean that's one way to think of it i don't know if that's entirely correct i'm sure that there are other ways but um yeah basically the idea is you're dividing up the labor into a different ways based on whatever it is that the people are doing. The workers are working. Beep, beep, beep. Division sign is next. Two words, noun from circa 1934. We didn't get the division sign until 1934? Or maybe they didn't call it a division sign until then. Huh, what did they call it before? Okay, number one, the symbol, and then it shows a symbol, used to indicate division. And the symbol looks like, well, I mean, you've probably seen it. It's a horizontal line in the middle. That's the line that goes from left to right, not top to down, left to right. And then there's a dot above the line and below the line. And the dots are centered above and below the line, which is my sound effect which I'm not going to do now because we're not ready to move to the next word. It's the standard division sign. This is also the symbol that uh, we've seen a few times in this book when there is a pronunciation that is kind of abnormal. Um, they'll put the division sign is to say that it's not typically used this way, but some people do use it. Number two, the slash used to indicate a fraction. And the slash is, uh, this. it's almost a vertical line. It's mostly vertical. I think you would call this one a forward slash because the top of it is leaning to the right, which is kind of like forward in English uh, cultures. Uh, different cultures will, you know, some, some places like uh, in Hebrew, they read right to left. And so in their brains, that might be considered a backslash. But in our brains, we go left to right. So it's a forward slash. Um, so yeah, it's more towards the right on the top and more towards the left on the bottom. Now we use this, uh, to indicate a fraction like one over two. Like if, if I'm typing a half on my keyboard, I'm going to write one forward slash two, but you can also use this to say, uh, divide this first number by the second number. And in um, uh, like the uh, uh, in uh, what Excel or your, your calculator on your computer or other things that use like formulas, uh, you would use this this character, this keyboard button, um, to actually have it have the computer or the thing do the math for you using that symbol. Okay, beep boop, beep, divisive or divisive or divisive. Adjective from 1642, creating disunity or dissension, as in a divisive issue. Yeah, some people say divisive, some people say divisive. I've heard both. I think I prefer divisive. I don't know why. Divisive just sounds a little weird to me, but it's perfectly, perfectly fine. And uh, there's so many divisive issues. If anything, if you got two people there's a pretty good chance you're going to find some sort of issue that they don't agree on. Nah, not necessarily. But, you know, people people don't agree on everything. Divisively is an adverb, 
and divisiveness is a noun. And of course, both of those could also be, say, divisively or divisiveness. But, you know, Spencer's brain doesn't like that way. Beep, beep, beep. Divisor is next. D-I-V-I-S-O-R. Noun from the 15th century. The number by which a dividend is divided. The divisor is the... The divisor is the number by which a dividend is divided. Um, so I believe what this is saying, if I remember my words correct, um, the dividend is divided by the divisor. So if you do 9 divided by 3, does that mean that the, the dividend is the number 9 in which a dividend is divided yeah, by the divisor. So three is the divisor and nine is the dividend. I believe that is correct. It's the number that's doing the dividing. <laughs> that might not be helpful. Next. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, I screwed it up. Okay, the next word is the last word. We got two forms. Well, we could probably talk about this a lot, but I try to keep my chatter down. First form of the word divorce, or some people say divorce. You emphasize the second syllable, so it's divorce. I just say divorce. Noun from the 14th century. One, the action or an instance of legally dissolving a marriage. The marriage is all done, and in the legal world, you got to go through a divorce if you want it to be legal. You know, people can be married and separate and never actually get a divorce, uh, and then that's going to be weird for your all your legal things. Number two, separation. Uh, oh, the synonyms are separation or severance, as in divorce of the secular and the spiritual. So we, we want to create a separation between the secular, which is more of the the, the, the religious side of things, and the spiritual, which is similar but different. There's no religion based on that. That's a real basic description of those words, I guess. So the etymology is from the Latin verb. Uh, there's a couple of verbs. Divertere or divertere, and that means to divert, or it also means to leave one's husband. That's very specific. Divortere, hmm, which is kind of odd because the, the, the phrase to leave one, one's husband is kind of odd because I think largely in olden times, even relatively recently, you know, the, the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and before, it was usually the other way around. Like a woman would not be able to divorce from their husband. Um, it was always the husband who said, okay, I want a divorce if they were going to get divorced at all. Uh, but of course, that has changed. Now, I'm sure that in some cultures or at certain times, a woman could leave her husband. I don't know of the specifics about that. But just generally, you don't think of it going that way in history. And the last word, beep, boop, boop. It's the second form of divorce verb from the 15th century starting with transitive. 1A, to end marriage with by divorce. And the example of who 
are you ending this marriage with? It's one spouse. If you are legally married, you're two spouses, and then you're ending that marriage by divorce, you are divorcing. As in, she divorced her husband. 1B. To dissolve the marriage contract between. As in, they were divorced last year. 2. To make or keep separate. The synonym is separate. So, uh, as in, divorce church from state. And of course, that could also be used uh, with, with spouses, with people. They might get a separation. They might separate before they get a divorce. That's often how things are done. But yes, you also definitely want to divorce church from state. Not a lot of people are very good about that. But, you know, that's basically separating what you believe spiritually or religiously from from the political side of things where it's like, eh, maybe they shouldn't go hand in hand. Maybe people shouldn't be making decisions based on what they personally believe, like uh, God or how to treat people. Uh, and they should just do things for just what's real and just the people that are there, all the people. Okay, intransitive is to obtain a divorce. The synonym for all is, of course, the word separate. And divorcement is a noun. Hmm, divorcement. I don't think I've ever heard of that. All right, well, briefly we can say, uh, well, I wonder, hmm, let me let me just take a quick look here. Um, hmm. All right, let's do this. Let's reread the words. We had divinity, divinity school, divisible, division, divisionism, division of labor, division sign, divisive, divisor, divorce and divorce. And as you may have figured out, I am going to pick divorce as the word of the episode. Um, It's a very weird topic because we generally have negative connotations to this word, but um, I feel like I've heard people say this. It's it's always the best option. I mean, it's has anybody said, oh, I, I mean, I'm sure it has happened, that they wish they didn't get a divorce? If people are getting a divorce, there's usually a very, very good reason for it. Uh, there could be a whole variety of reasons why people go through a divorce, um, and it's a very hard thing to go through, it's uh, it's sad and can be sad and depressing and it can be financially draining and legally and lots of stress around it. Uh, it doesn't have to be so, so bad. It depends on the people. But pretty much all the time, it's for the best. Um, I have been through this. My wife has been through this. Luckily, we both were divorced from people who are fantastic people and who I think we both still love very much, but it just didn't make sense for us to be with them anymore and vice versa. It didn't make sense for them to be with us anymore, but they were both incredibly important people in our lives and helped to make us who we are today and we were able to find each other and we are grateful for the other person in their life to have helped create this person that we love. So, um, a lot of people go through divorces. Legally, it has been made much easier to get a divorce over the past 50 years or so. Um, 
my my grandpa was a divorce lawyer. He uh, ended up uh, doing a lot of work as a mediator and and representing the kids in a divorce situation, which I think is amazing and fantastic. And he was really good at his job, uh, highly, highly respected in the Chicago area. And uh, he actually helped me with my divorce, um, which made our lives so, so much easier. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, and luckily, my divorce was very amicable. Uh, obviously, I'm, that's as much information as I'm going to give to you people because, you know, that's personal stuff. But um, yeah, it's it was for the best. And I'm very happy for my ex-wife. And I think she's doing great. And I'm doing great. And we're all doing great. So, you know, sometimes relationships just don't work out and you got to get a divorce if you are legally married. All right, that's enough about that other than we'll sing divorce. Let's all get divorces. Let's everybody go get divorces. No, that's a silly, silly joke. We're just trying to have fun with these serious topics. Okay, that is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.